In this video, I'll begin by reading 1 Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 13 and reading over through verse 17. I hope you have your Bible ready. 1 Peter chapter 3, I'll begin at verse 13. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame, for it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Let's look back on chapter 3 in 1 Peter just for a moment. What we have is instruction for godly living in difficult times. Wives with disobedient husbands in verses 1 to 6. Husbands who need to live with their wives according to knowledge. A summary of dispositional duties toward others in verse 8 a prohibition against vengeance in verse 9, applications from Psalm 34 in verses 10 through 12, such things as keep your tongue from evil, keep your lips from speaking guile, turn away from evil, do good, seek peace and pursue it. The value of this, the motive for it, for this, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So that brings us, therefore, to verses 13 and 14 in 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. So let's take up that part in 1 Peter 3, 13 and 14, and moving into verse 15. First, let's see this statement as a statement of tremendous hope for Christians who are doing what is right and growing and following what is good before God. This is what I like to call a don't worry statement. Nobody can inflict ultimate harm against you so long as you're doing what is right. It is true that people may insult you and criticize you, bring social pressure against you, lie about you, abandon you, even inflict physical pain, or take your life. But that kind of harm is all temporary. It will not last forever. Ultimate or permanent harm will not come against you as long as you're following what is good and right. 
if we follow Christ and honor him and treat him as holy, we hold to the promise of eternal life. And that is expressed here in terms of no harm. The English Standard Version, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? The Common English Bible, who will harm you if you are zealous for good? The NIV, who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? In every case, it is framed as a question, and the answer is implied, nobody. Nobody can inflict ultimate harm against me if I'm involved consistently in doing what is right. That's a promise from God that ought to instill in me and in you a great sense of hope and courage. Now, this phrase needs emphasis here, zealous for what is good. This promise isn't just about knowledge, attendance, contribution. Those three things are essential. But this is about the whole of life, daily life, where zeal is exhibited with reference to what God says is good and right. Jesus once said, they can kill the body, but not the soul. No harm. All pain and oppression is temporary. And here's the follow-up. But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Peter has said over and over, suffering for righteousness' sake is not a curse, it is a blessing. So do not fear the intimidation of the enemy or persecutors. Do not be troubled. Believe in God. Trust in Christ. Get up every day and do what is right to the best of your ability and try to increase in that ability through growth and being zealous for good works. So do not fear the intimidation of the enemy or the persecutors. Do not be troubled. Believe in God, trust in Christ, and do what Christ has said a follower of him should do. Do you ever watch the news lately and read about the cancel culture or the anti-God movement in the country and just get scared to death? Peter was writing during the cruel culture of the Roman Empire led by Nero, and he said this, Who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Verse 15, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Remember that this epistle is addressed to suffering Christians in Asia Minor. This information is given in the opening verses of the epistle, who Peter was writing to. 
And in chapter 1, it's clear they were enduring pain and difficulty, yet they were never excused from any duty assigned by God. The Apostle Peter is anxious to inform these suffering saints of what they must not do in response to hostility against their faith, and then what they must do in response to it. Verse 14 the last phrase, what not to do. Do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. The follow-up in verse 15, what to do. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Be ready to make a defense and do this with gentleness and reverence. When living under the pressure and the threat of persecution, or any kind of adversity against your faith. We must not become cowards who live in fear. We must not be so troubled. We become silent and negligent people without any zeal. Verse 14 teaches, don't be afraid, intimidated, or troubled. Now verse 15 follows up, keep Christ in your heart and be willing to speak up. I want to say about this passage <clears throat> in this context, if you're living as directed in verses 13 and 14, I believe you'll be anxious to comply with verse 15. If you are willing to be zealous for what is good, anxious, uh, not anxious against uh, the threats against your faith and the threat of harm, if you're willing to suffer for righteousness' sake without giving in to intimidation and terror, you come to verse 15 and your attention will be to follow the instructions given in verse 15 carefully. What are those instructions? Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Be ready to make a defense and give an answer. Give an account for the hope that you have do all of this with gentleness and reverence. There are four things here we're going to consider. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. This means you've set the Lord apart internally in your mind, in your hearts. See Isaiah 8.13, the Lord of hosts. Him you shall hallow, him you shall fear, and let him be your dread. So our focus must not be on the upheavals and hostilities and rumblings of men. We must be centered in the Lord, and this is called hallowing him. This is like hallowing the name of the Father in heaven. It's about reverence and respect. It's a heart function sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Then, ready to be, uh, ready to make a defense. In the NIV, prepared to give an answer. In the New King James, ready to give a defense. Tie this in with verse 14. Do not be intimidated. Speak up. Do not be silenced by opponents or enemies of the faith, speak the truth, give an answer, do not be shamed into silence. 
Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In whatever circumstance, formal or informal, we should never be intimidated by questions, but we should be willing to give an answer. And when you give that answer about your hope based on Scripture, here is how you are to do it. You're to do it not in a self-righteous way, but with gentleness and reverence. And this may become a real challenge when persecuted, when unfairly criticized, when threatened or intimidated. We must refuse the temptation to answer back using the methods and manner of the enemy. He lied about me, I'll lie about him. He insulted my family, I'll insult his. He denied my worth, I'll deny his. No, those tactics accomplish no good. Those are the tactics of the world. Our challenge is to answer questions about our hope from Scripture and doing that with gentleness and reverence. Peter says, It is better, if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than suffering for what is wrong. One man, Robert Mounts, said, The believer is an overcomer in that the very obstacles that were intended for his defeat are the stepping stones to victory, meekness and fear. 1 Peter 3.16, according to the New King James, And keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Your best defense against false charges is true and good behavior before God. If you let false charges change your behavior, the charges may become true. See, the devil has a design in all of these situations where we are under pressure. If we are falsely accused, if we are harmed by persecutors and, uh, and we're under pressure and we fold under that pressure, the devil will use all that pressure against us to react sinfully. Our best defense against false charges is to show ourselves people who are true to God. There is never any reason to give up good behavior before God slander, punishment, threats of death, economic hardship, injustice, turmoil you can't trace to any origin. No, there's never any reason to give up good behavior before God. Through all trials and difficulties, my duty is to keep a good conscience before God so that in the thing in which I'm slandered, in the thing in which I'm reviled because of my good behavior, I never put Christ to shame. Verse 17, it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. So let us discard all fear of our sinful enemies and adversaries. Rejoice in the privilege to suffer 
accept the will of God, embrace the joy of being a child of God, and continue our good behavior before the Lord. Thank you for watching.